Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show that brings you the most interesting content in InfoSec, technology, and humans. The idea is to curate around three to five hours of weekly reading into a 15 to 30 minute summary. The goal is to have you caught up on current events, tell you about the best content from around the web, and hopefully give you something to think about as well. You can get the companion newsletter with all the show notes and links at danielmesor.com slash newsletter. All right, welcome to episode 82. Uh, Going to be a kind of a strange episode. I am in London and I am in a hotel common area. So you're going to hear some background noise. And we're also going to try to get through this fairly quickly because the audio is going to be a little bit strange. But uh, this is episode 82. I wanted to just uh, get through everything uh, pretty quickly and have you an update for Monday morning. So start off with InfoSec. GameStop has told customers that their site has been breached. So if you've used their uh, site online recently, you might want to get that looked into. There's a piece of ransomware that's... uh, being used to hijack Raspberry Pi devices and turn them into cryptocurrency mining systems. You can now be hit with malware and PowerPoint just by rolling over something with the mouse. Um, Evidently, this is worse for older versions or if you disable the, the protections that are in the newer versions. 22 Apple employees in China have been detained for allegedly selling the personal data of customers. Number of CISOs evidently rose around 15% this year. ISC Squared says by 2022, the InfoSec industry will have a deficit of 1.8 million workers. And XSS attacks seem to be on the rise. I'm a little bit skeptical about this. I don't know why they would suddenly be rising. It seems like there would be fewer issues introduced because of more updated frameworks. Uh, Maybe... There are a series of campaigns that are finding some success with XSS, and that's why there's been a rise, but a little bit strange to me. Technology news, Apple held its WWDC event last week, and here are a few of the major announcements. So they are releasing a new desktop OS this year, which is basically an upkeep or a cleanup or an optimization um, release called High Sierra. So the current one is Sierra, so their new one is High Sierra. They release iOS 11, which I'm running a beta of while traveling internationally in London because I'm an idiot. And uh, it actually looks pretty good. Uh, So if you swipe up, everything in your control panel is more visible. There's actually a force touch inside of the control panel. It's pretty cool. Uh, They got some cool additional features, which you kind of need other iOS 11 users to use, like the ability to share wireless passwords. So if you're like, hey, what's the wireless password here? And you're standing next to someone who has it, you can bring your phone next to their phone and they will be prompted to share it with you. And uh, it'll just shoot it over automatically, which is pretty cool. You could also send money from person to person using Apple Pay, which I can't wait to use. That sounds awesome. Um, They responded to Microsoft with some dramatically updated iMacs, way better uh, specs on these things, which I think is a direct response to that Microsoft uh, iMac looking system. 
they talked about an iMac Pro, which is coming out later, which is actually it's the fastest Mac ever made. It's like incredibly sick. Um, I'm not getting one, but it looks super cool. I think it's like 128 gigs of RAM maxed out on crazy graphics cards. Pretty cool stuff. They also announced their new home speaker called the HomePod, which evidently has fantastic audio. I'm probably going to get a couple of those. Um, they're adding some basic metrics to the podcast app, which is great because uh, podcasters have not been able to see because the podcast app is the number one podcasting app uh, in the world, I think. Although I wonder if um, Overcast and a couple of the Android options are catching up. But um, there are no metrics whatsoever in the podcasting app. Uh, so you, you don't know, you know who's downloading, who's doing what with it. It's just kind of barely there. So they're adding some metrics to that, plus um, enhanced the, the podcast app itself as, as a user. So those are cool updates. Um, they also announced that they're officially getting into AR and AI. And they've got some um, SDKs for developers in those areas. They did an AR gaming demo uh, during the keynote, which was, it was really, really good. Uh, you should check out a link to that. Uh, next one, security orchestration. Um, and there's one particular company that seems to be doing this well. I was over here at InfoSec Europe this week, or last week, and um, there's a company called ServiceNow that's doing this. Uh, becoming increasingly popular is com concept of security orchestration, actually IT orchestration, which is basically workflows, documented workflows of doing anything. And security is really important because of um, incident response, incident management, right? And just being able to do everything in a very organized way, you build your workflows and then you basically just ex execute them, right? And I think it's a major step forward in IT and in information security, especially because it, it kind of removes the magic and the variability from the equation and turns it more into, I don't know, I don't want to say science, but more like accounting, which I think is where everything's heading. Not saying I'm happy about that, but I think it is better in some ways and depressing in others. Human news, a new drug is so effective against multiple cancers that it got immediately approved by the FDA. So they basically said, we don't care what the downsides are. Well, I don't know that they said that, but it, that's usually what, what is implied when you go that fast. They just said, this looks so effective that we're going to go ahead and, and approve it very quickly. So pretty promising stuff. And I've got a link there. There was a wow signal received from space about 40 years ago. And it looks like it turned out to be emissions from two comets, which is kind of sad. Love the movie contact. That's what it made me think of for some reason. Scientists have created a simulated universe with 25 billion galaxies made up of 2 trillion particles. And they're doing this to search for dark matter and dark energy. Heroin use in the U.S. was estimated to cost over $51 billion. 
I think this is last year, $51 billion in cost to society. Got an article here about how cold brew has basically changed the coffee world. Um, this is coffee that is brewed overnight. It actually runs out. So you can just show up and be like, hey, can I get a cold brew? And they say, no, we're out. You can't make it quickly. You have to make it overnight. It's actually a lot smoother, and it goes really well with, with uh, milk, which the article talks about because uh, it doesn't mix with the acids in a negative way. So evidently, it's getting extremely popular uh, across the country. Expect DNA testing to be a new requirement for low insurance premiums. This is kind of spooky, really. I mean, I, I think it's all expected, right? I mean, the more data that an insurance company has, I mean, if you think about a company like Securonics or one of these other user behavior analytics companies in the security space, they just want data, right? Insurance companies, they want data. I think, you know, corporations, they want data. You start thinking about insider threat. You start thinking about what are the chances someone's going to have to pay out because you're going to do something bad or something bad's going to happen to you. It's all one story. This is all one concept. The more data, the better. Question is for who, right? And obviously there are some downsides for the person that the data is being captured about. And who owns that data anyway, right? Is it yours? Not really. Um, health companies basically say, at least in the U.S., that once they capture the data, the data is theirs. It might also be yours in some ways, but it's really interesting. Uh, I remember getting a packet recently for my fiance that um, basically said, you know, send here's a Fitbit. Send us your data or you might be paying massively higher premiums. So, that, I mean, that's extortion, basically. It's give us your data or else. And of course, people will give the data because they don't want to pay the money. So this is not something that's going to be crazy. It's just going to happen. It's just, this is the new reality, I think. Uh, millennials are avoiding chains, restaurant chains, and opting for higher-end dining, which is hurting the low-end brands like you know, TGIFs or Applebee's or whatever. I say good riddance. AI is expected to erase 230,000 jobs in capital markets by 2025. Wouldn't be surprised if that was a higher number. And it supposedly costs around $75,000 a year to house a prisoner in California, which is more than it takes to send someone to Harvard. That doesn't seem... Right. Seems correct, but not right. Ideas. Progress in InfoSec risk management can be measured by the efficiency of language translation between various types of risk and money. So when a cross-site scripting bug can be translated directly into money that the business can understand with visibility into every step that got you there, that's when we'll have a mature InfoSec industry. And I think that will be a while. But I love this concept of language exchange. I love the concept of language failures, failures to move from one technical type of language to another or from technical language to business language 
the business language to financial language, I feel like th there's like a, uh, I don't know, a babble fish, a universal translator problem, a deficiency, a gap there, where because we can't say XSS equals X amount of money, because that has so many factors and so many variables, and fundamentally, it's a quantitative judgment, and it requires knowledge of the world that we simply don't have, or don't have right now, at least. So I just feel like it's undiscovered area, right? It's a type of thing, at least we know what we're going for. We're going for that sort of knowledge and that sort of translation. Um, but, I mean, it's not like InfoSec is the only group with this problem. Managing risk is, you know, it's economic, it's financial, it's uncertainty in the world, uh, it's financial markets, stocks, it's so many different things. But I think the idea of being able to go from X that you see on the ground and say that that equates to this much risk, which equates to this much money that we should spend on defense. If we had a solid mapping there, that would be really good for InfoSec, really bad for people who love what InfoSec used to be. iOS 11 will let you scan QR codes. And yes, they are back, QR codes, led by China. Thank you very much. And you're going to be able to directly do this from the iPhone camera in iOS 11. I think basically the camera is about to be the home of lots of different AR parsing capabilities. So Benedict Evans has talked about this a lot. Basically, the camera will become less of a camera and more of a way for your computer to see things, right? So less camera, more computer vision. And I think that means a lot of parsing, right? So imagine your camera is looking at something, it's reading everything, it's identifying objects, book, chair, person, whatever, but it could do other parsing. What if the person has a QR code on them? What if it's doing facial recognition? But it seems like when you're doing all that parsing, I don't know, I, I hear parsing, I get scared, right? Parsing is dangerous from an InfoSec standpoint. So I think there's going to be a massive amount of attack service there with, with AR parsing of the world, because you could basically gain that by walking around with various things on your body, various colors, patterns, shapes, text, images, whatever. So I think that'll be ripe for abuse. The recent London attacks were another case in point showing that we don't have enough resources to track all the intelligence leads that we already have. So why do we keep asking for the ability to find more leads? So basically most, uh, I don't know exactly most or half or all, some large portion of the people that just did these attacks here in London, um, they were already known by the authorities. We didn't have a discovery problem, we had a handling problem. But the pitch now is we need to break open encryption to find more discovery, right? We need, we need to find more leads. No, you don't. You're finding leads fine, you need to pursue them and, and solve them. So I think this is more evidence uh, for, that, for that argument. And evidently teenagers aren't working much anymore. I don't know how much that is uh, hyperbole, but uh, my theory is simply that all the jobs that they used to have 
are taken now by adults who, one, are trying harder because they have families and, you know, this is their full-time job, and they have more experience, so they're kind of better at it. And so what are the teenagers supposed to do when, you know, there's 42-year-olds doing three different jobs that they used to do? Uh, Discovery, how to set up a virtual malware lab using VirtualBox, INET, SIM, and Burp. Really good write-up. Uh, Hacker News Thread on the best podcasts, a little bit left-leaning, but uh, really good stuff. A great story of lessons learned running at SAS on AWS for five years. A collection of sick said one-liners. The code for facial identification in primate brains. Really interesting read. Secure droplets at DigitalOcean, basically built-in firewalls for um, DigitalOcean boxes. The software company Tech Competency Matrix. You should run your own company through this if you have a software company. Some dangers of using GUIDs and UUIDs as primary keys. How to version APIs and Domain Hunter domain name selection. Few notes, I'm at the OWASP Summit this week. I'm working on a couple of sessions that I'm leaning, which are Internet of Things Security and Game Security Framework, uh, which is the project I'm doing with my buddy Jason. And uh, he's not here, but I think he might dial in remotely. So I'm running those two sessions, and plus I'm going to be going around and doing a bunch of other sessions as well. So that's going to be super fun. And uh, just ordered one of these bags, which is like this 15-inch MacBook Pro bag. Looks like some really nice leather. It wasn't too expensive. We got got the link here, and I'll let you guys know how I like it. And uh, my book is available in both Kindle and paperback now. I think I'm going to do kind of a social media push uh, leading up to Vegas, um, which I haven't started yet, but I will eventually. And uh, recommendations. Oh, you should check out this app called TrueCaller for iOS or Android. It's basically like AV for spam calls. And it works about as well as AV, meaning it's not great, but um, it does block a lot of spam calls. And like you get an incoming call and it'll say, you know, known marketing, known uh, scam, stuff like that. So pretty cool app. And the aphorism for this week, I actually wrote myself. The pitches for parenthood and heroin seem remarkably similar. Basically, euphoria, but with significant downsides. The pitches for parenthood and heroin seem remarkably similar. Basically, euphoria with significant downsides. All right, that is it for this abridged London edition of the podcast. And uh, I will see you next week. All right. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget that you can get the show notes for this episode, including the links to everything mentioned in the companion newsletter at danielmiesler.com slash newsletter. And if you like the show, please share it with a friend or on social media. I'll see you next time.